buying um are we buying shops in the metaverse? Welcome to the superverse. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, pronouncers. Welcome back to another awesome episode we've got coming up. We've got Mr. Rum Walia over at Supercolor. This one was fun. And I say every episode is fun because they actually are. I do really like doing them. But this one's really cool because we were in person. We're hanging out. We were at Supercolor HQ in California. We actually got a pretty cool sneak peek to the facility. Unbelievable. We'll have a really neat shop tour in the future. But this episode, amazing. Supercolors invested almost $10 million in growth in the last year. Unbelievable. And I don't think people fully realize what's going on there. But totally focus on DTF machines versus ordering heat transfers. Do you do it in-house? Do you buy it? All that good stuff. A lot of just secret things that people don't fully know about. But before we jump into the episode, you guys know the drill here. We've got to give a huge shout out to our four amazing sponsors. First of all, Mr. Supercolor Ramwalia, the world's best heat transfer. They empower professional printers, clothing brands, brokers, crafters, and entrepreneurs with a heat press and helping them become a professional printer. They make it super fast and super easy by streamlining every step of the process from printing and placing your orders to receiving your transfers and pressing them on almost any fabric. Supercolor gives you the means to grow so you could focus on what you do best, designing, creating, and above all, selling. Second, thank you so much to Graphic Source. Graphic Source specializes in providing high-quality, production-ready art and dedicated staffing solutions for decorators around the world. They work with so many different Printavo shops on your, your workflow management side, but also to plug into that very easily to handle that production art. Um, they have industry leading quality on high-end color steps, professional digitized embroidery files, pixel perfect mock-ups, and order entry solutions. They can make a big impact in your business. We've heard a lot of positive feedback. Once everybody gets synced up, it works really, really well. Easy way. You shouldn't be spending all day cleaning dirty screens. Easyway's line of environmentally conscious chemicals will get the job done faster and more efficiently and will cost you a fraction of the cost per screen. Last but not least, Multicraft. If you haven't heard of Multicraft, they're an awesome distributor. They've been helping out Stephen Farragut Campus Inc. a ton. And you definitely need to follow Dave Edgar's Multicraft underscore daddy if you need ink supplies or daddy multicraft screen printing and digital supplies for over 50 years will provide you with some of the top brands at competitive prices mention printavo because you get an extra 10 percent off your first order get it going let's get the episode rolling thanks guys hey pronouncers <laughs> welcome back to the podcast i'm your host bruce from printavo we got a very special episode we are with miss Stephen Farrig. You thought that was for you, wasn't it? I did think that was for me. <laughs> Bruce always forgets I was also me. wondering if there was somebody on the other side of the room you were pointing at, but I didn't see him. <laughs> um, and Mr. Rumwalia. Oh, wait, what's your official title? President of Supercolor. President of Supercolor. Superman. Sorry, I was looking or at this Jesus. camera, which is not recording. That's the Zoom. This is the camera. Yes. <laughs> wait, that camera is not recording? Correct. <laughs> that no. is just for Rum's oh, personal but that camera's recording. That camera's recording. I, I only get on a recording. webcam. Um, <clears throat> Superman, Transfer Jesus. What other nicknames are we working? Super Rum. Super Rum. And now Superverse. Ape, when I was 
back in the day when I was a DJ, it was only one rum. Really? I've come Do you a still long still way. have some mixes uh, on SoundCloud? Know, man, I've, I've retired all of that. You know, I, I, you I'm know, sure it's, it's been, somewhere. it's been a long time. <laughs> you could make a super mixtape. That would be pretty awesome. That would be actually pretty awesome. So you're going to have a lot of fun using super today, aren't you? Oh yeah, totally. Cause you guys have really like really amped up the word super in the last year. Branding 101, baby. Branding 101. A beautiful little backdrop here, too. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, new space? Or what is this? Because when I visited you last, when we we did that heat transfer amazing tour, you just dropped like 30 tips. It was like a three-hour video. <laughs> um, this is a different building, though. So you are in the Super Factory in Hawthorne, California. This uh -huh. is... Um, we, we opened this facility up in July of last year. Um, we have seven lines that print, um, the world's best heat transfer here. And, um, we're not quite complete downstairs. We're still building out. Um, we just moved into these offices upstairs maybe a few weeks ago, earlier this year. And, um, we still have our other facility in Gardena, which is about three and a half miles, um, away. But, um, yeah, this is going to be home. Wow. Uh, for listeners, we're close to SpaceX. We drove by SpaceX on the way here. Tesla. Uh, Tesla's here. What else is here? Uh, Amazon's around the corner. And Supercolor. And Supercolor. Has Elon ever swung by? Not yet, but you know, they do have that, um, what's that little tunnel project thing that he's the doing? boring uh, project? Little, but it's nothing he does is little, by the way. But um, yeah, he has the boring project. Like they have a tunnel over there that you can, you know, it's it goes down the street. You can kind of see the setup, but... Huh. Yeah. It's a cool little neighborhood. So you'll be in. able to ship transfers in Elon Musk's tunnel <laughs> sooner than later. Basically, it will get there super fast. <laughs> there you go. So the whole the whole backdrop, if you guys were listening to the last episode or two episodes ago, we were talking about Long Beach. And the big thing about Long Beach was that I noticed immediately was it used to be DTG, 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 like every sort of brand. And this year it was DTG, DTF, DTG, DTF, DTG, DTF. And so we had like a 45 minute episode about, wow, that was interesting. First of all, what, what was your take just about that huge change in market right now happening? Yeah, you know, actually, to me, it looked like DTF, 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 DTF. It was pretty much everywhere. Um, you know, as as a transfer manufacturer, it's it's really exciting to see emerging technology like blow up like that. Um, at the end of the day, uh, we want as many people heat pressing as possible. Um, it increases the market share. It gives us an opportunity to do what we do best, um, and and have an opportunity to get people onto more supercolor. Um, I think it's exciting, but with everything that's new, it takes time, you know, and, um, we're keen to learn more about the technology. We want to understand it better, um, and see where it goes. So you had to be a little, Rob's got my vote. <laughs> you had to be okay. Walking into the trade show and being like, gosh, like there's DTFs everywhere. Must be a little annoying. You know, I, I think what, I think it was surprising more than annoying. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't. I didn't think it would be as prevalent as it was. Mm -hmm. And um, I, if if you were to ask me what is annoying, what is annoying is when you go to a DTF manufacturer or printer and they say you can make Supercolor with this. That's annoying. 
Oh, you think people directly say that? Oh, no, they do say that. Mm. Like, I mean, not all of them, right? Like, I don't want to categorize everybody into one category, but there is this notion out there that, you know, um, you can print Supercolor with a DTF machine. And there, look, we're all relatives. We're all in the same family. We're in the transfer family. Mm -hmm. And DTF might be our cousin, but there are some distinct differences between how we make Supercolor and how DTF prints. And some people might think these are minor differences, but to us, they're significant. One of those main differences is the fact that we're using a half million dollar digital press with seven colors in it that's going to be able to, uh, you know, really hit a wide um, gamut of colors. And, you know, we can color match and we can print metallics. There's a lot of different things that we can do with our digital process. machine at this facility too? That machine. There's two of them at this facility. Damn, million bucks. Yeah, we're flexing. (laughs) And, um, and And then the second part of our process is the screen printing part, which is in our DNA. And we're using white water-based inks to back up our digital, which gives, we put two passes of, of white water-based ink behind every super color. And then we add the adhesive. And, you know, the white is what adds the vibrancy, the stretch, the durability, you know, all of the great things that we like to talk about that super color has, like the 70 plus washes, no cracking and fading. Those characteristics are going to be hard to find in an out-of-the-box system. And I'm not saying that'll never happen. And I'm not saying that, um, you know, DTF or Ecosol or anything similar that you can print in your shop or at home is is a bad product. It's just a different product. Mm -hmm. And um, we make a commercial grade transfer that, you know, you you can apply onto just about any fabric and I think what's noteworthy is this is, and maybe you can answer this question, right? Like if, if you're decorating a $120 North Face garment, what type of transfer do you want to put on it? And I'm not talking soft shell blocker or anything like you're that, but like- Putting one that's going to stick. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, damage is, is a huge factor- in, yeah. in any business in the print industry. And and I, so for those listeners that know, I went down the DTF rabbit hole. We've tested out a couple machines, returned some, got some new ones. I texted you when I got the machine. I was like, hey, just so you know, I'm doing this. And you said like, I'm happy for you. Like you've hit a certain amount of scale where it makes sense. And, you know, I think it's also a form of flattery when someone can compare you to your brand and say like, is this as good as Supercolor? True. So, you know, I give Supercolor a lot of credit because you guys really came to the States probably, what, four years ago, five years ago? Yeah, January 2019. Okay, so like one of the first print hustlers or second print hustlers um, when we had Profit First Mike there, right? Mm-hmm. It was and, the first, I think it was the first one, right? And mm-hmm. you, were, yeah. you were like giving us bags and you're like, just try them, just try them, just try them. And we really didn't fall in love until we had to decorate on masks. Mm. And that's where like the Supa fanfare started in my shop. Um, and that's when we realized, holy cow, transfers are actually a huge part of our business that we were totally missing out on. So a part of me is like, yeah, we have that piece of equipment. But I was just telling you right now, there's two orders in your queue that you're producing for us <laughs> because we've just now transitioned to more heat press and less screen print. Right. Um, but I guess like from your standpoint, you know, when do you think 
those machines will be ready. Do you think like, you think it's going to be a couple years? Like you guys obviously have the Rolls Royce downstairs. Um, but are you a little bit nervous about how quickly that comes to the market? Well, you know, it's, or is it an and conversation? I think it is an and conversation, you know, like if, um, you know, a person I met recently was quoting Steve Jobs and he says, either you have to be ready to cannibalize yourself or your competition's going to cannibalize you. And if you're not always looking inwards on how you can do things better, but also looking externally to figure out what your customers' needs are, then you're going to miss the mark. And if we were sitting back here saying that, hey, you know, we've changed the industry with Supercolor and we changed it again when you could order as few as 10 pieces last year. And if we sit back and we think we're done and we've done everything that we need to do and people are going to be happy, well, that's just making a lot of assumptions. People, I think, like DTF and DTG because it gives them the flexibility to do one piece at a time. And if you're if you're running a, a you know an, an online shop or anything like that and you want to do made to order, then it's very attractive. If we want to enter, um, you know, the the crafter space or the do-it-yourself space where people want to experiment and they want to do, um, y- you know, things just for the joy of it and not necessarily from a business perspective, we've got to find a way to cater to their needs. And that means, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, um, just hop on the DTF bandwagon, but look... Apple is great at developing technology, but they're not always the first to market. And I think at Supercolor, what we want to do is we want to evaluate all emerging technology technologies. Um, we want to bring them in-house. We want to do our R&D. And then we want to figure out how do we use it to make the world's best heat transfer? Because that's what we're after at the end of the day. Um, you know, and and... I mean, that's just it really, you know, like we're passionate about that. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that we were all getting lunch and, uh, we were asking a shopper, like, would you ever get into the ETF max? And he's like, no, he's like, why? I'll just keep buying them from, from rum. Like, I don't want more equipment or I don't want to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting then from your perspective of like you just pointed out you had orders in the queue, but obviously you're still messing around. With right. It. And and that's where, you know, we I was telling Rob, like we got it to replace our DTG because we absolutely hate DTG. Um, but we also are trying to do something where we do a print on demand model with a DTF. Right. That's like very particular for our e-commerce um, with barcodes. And, you know, the transfer comes out exactly when the shirt gets printed. But for the majority of our stuff, when it's high volume, we're still probably better off ordering them in bulk from a Supercolor. Um, so, like, there is a balance. Um, and I'm curious to know, like, maybe we can see my spend. <laughs> um, and, and that's why we decided to go down that road. We were spending shit ton of money with you guys, and it was working really well, and it still is working really well. Um, but it, I think all it's going to do is just push our team to do more transfers. Um, it's going to be that, you know, at 50 piece orders, we're just going to start doing transfers for it. Cause you know, once you have that down and the consistency is there, yeah, paying three or four bucks for a transfer versus running a machine and paying someone 20 bucks an hour, 
might still be more cost efficient, you know? And so, I don't know. Do you guys ever think you would sell a DTF? Yeah, I think um, anything's possible. Um, you know, I think first and foremost, like I said, it's an emerging technology. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you know, we want to understand it. We want to study it and we want to figure out how we can make it better before we do anything. We're mm -hmm. not going to go to market with a product we don't believe is the best. And um, a lot of hard work goes into that. We don't want to rush to market. We want to make sure that, you know, we're prepared and, and we feel good about, you know, what we're going to deliver. Yeah. But just going back to what you were just saying a moment ago, I think, um, I think what you're talking about is the buyer make strategic decision that a business has to make, right? And basically what that is, is understanding um, the cost basis of making a strategic buy decision of working with a supplier like Supercolor versus bringing in that process internally. Now, most people get to that fork in the road when something goes wrong with a supplier. The supplier is either late, um, the quality is not good, customer service is not good, the price doesn't make sense. But in your case, it was like, we're spending a lot of money, so we need to figure out if we need to bring this in-house. Now, I've been... Uh, you know, a decorator myself. And I bought a lot of different machinery over the years, DTG, white toner, everything, right? Like you kind of nerd out on these things. But at the end of the day, you, when you make that decision to bring it internally, you also have to figure out if you have the competencies to do that at such a high level that you can replace your supplier. And it's actually going to save you money doing it. Meaning the labor and the equipment right. and the maintenance and, you know, the knowledge to be totally. able to do it. Totally. And what you're talking about right there is the cost of ownership. Right. And I don't think that a lot of people are prepared to do the work. They can do it. Prepared to do the work to understand what the true cost of ownership and acquiring a piece of equipment is. Mm -hmm. And then being able to figure out how to price it. See, now you go and you buy a super color and you know what the price is and you know you're paying 15 bucks to, sh to, to get it shipped to you you know what the cost per unit is. Then you can take a minimum wage employee, put them behind a heat press, get them pressing in one day, and you're making money. Mm -hmm. It takes a very small footprint, um, and it's really easy to calculate. So it's a beautiful, simple business model you don't have to worry about. And instead of putting your money into a printer and having to manage consumables mm -hmm. and um, you know making sure your staff knows how to use it and producing it with the throughput that's necessary for you to accomplish all the work that you want to do in a day. Well, that's pretty hard, right? And then you have to take your overheads and figure out what your cost is going to be. It's just not a press charge and, you know, basically the cost of the super color. Now, you know, printers, and I have a printer's DNA, we're all guilty of this. We'll buy a piece of equipment and we won't amortize it into the price of per unit when we're printing. We'll take our overheads, we'll take our materials, we'll take our labor, but we very rarely do people say, right, this machine, how do I incorporate it into the cost of something that I'm selling? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the idea behind Supercolor was like, how do we make this simple for people? How do we make it so that you could print unlimited colors and gradients? And I'm sorry that I'm going off on this, you know, ramble or this tangent right here, but I, I think it's really key that if you're a business owner, simplicity matters in this day and age. 
Because chances are, if you're looking to buy equipment, you're probably not looking at three or four things that are way more important for you to do right now to increase your sales. Mm -hmm. Right? One is your brand. How do you stand out amongst thousands of other printers? We came into an industry that was well-established with big players already making heat transfers. And we came out of nowhere and everybody was like, whoa, who are these guys? And can we pause for one second? Because I think the we came out of nowhere is really critical because there are other people that printed digital transfers before Supercolor. There are people that printed a similar type of hybrid digital right. transfer. But Absolutely. like a full color. When you guys came to market, yeah, the technology was like awesome. But what was your big and and what was your big differentiating factor? You know, I think it all, it starts back when you're a customer of other manufacturers mm -hmm. and you get a certain experience using their products. You get an experience using their service and you figure out where the gaps are. And you ask yourself, what would you want to do differently? Or how would you do it differently? And then you actually have to go out and do it. And there were a couple of things, you know, like we can talk about the product and the quality and all of those other things. But, you know, we believe that the way we print our transfers is the best because they're going to last a long time. They're reliable. They're vibrant. They're colorful. We believe in all of that. But in a crowded market where there's so many different options for transfers, Supercolor stands out because we have brand. And people trust that brand. They believe in that brand because, you know, I'm sitting here today talking to you guys and I'm out there talking to, you know, a lot of other printers. And they know that at the end of the day, they can count. But, on, but when you were first starting, what were your like, you know, you had a superior product or you right. believe in it, but like you still had not really proven it to the world yet. What were you doing to differentiate then, like early, early Supa days? Sponsoring Print Hustlers Comp. Yeah, they, I was going to say that. Okay, so, you sponsored, <laughs> so you sponsored Print Hustlers Comp. You gave everyone transfers to take home Correct. with them. Um, but I, I don't think you give yourself enough credit for the speed. Mm. Um, the reason we went to Supercolor is because it was fast. Yeah, or like There absolutely. was no other competitor that we could find that was as fast as Supercolor. Speed will always be our competitive advantage. And that's why like our brand values are, you know, super fast, super easy, super color. We talk about that all the time. Speed right? is the easiest way to add value. Totally. Responding to a customer fast, picking up the phone fast after a few amount of rings. Um, obviously order turnaround time. Uh, I mean, it just like makes your product look better without having to do. Much. Yeah. You, you know, you got to have the speed, but you can never give up the quality. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and that's, that's one of our principles. And then the other one is to make it easy for all the stakeholders involved and Supercolor represents, you know, pride in what we do and respect for the people in the process. And so when you put those three things together every single day, that's, that's how you make the world's best heat transfer because it's, it's more we're like, you know, I stood up on the stage at Print Hustlers, and I said, hey, we're more than just a heat transfer company. You know, we're your partners mm -hmm. because we want to help you grow your business. You know, it's not always about making caps, bags. And Can you share how much you've invested in Supercolor this year or 2021? Oh, man, a lot of money. Um, I think, you know, we built out Atlanta last year. Um, so Atlanta's running now. Atlanta's running two full shifts. Wow. Um, you I were back in there 
I was back and forth quite a bit. Yeah. Um, then we built this place. We're, we're still building this place out. Um, I think last year we probably worldwide with with even the build out in the UK, I, I, we probably did seven to ten million dollars wow. in 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 um, machinery and um, just construction costs that's crazy i don't think people understand the scale that that's happening behind the scenes because it's like oh it's rome you know it's like you <laughs> and know, you're still like, there on the front right. lines yeah i love it i mean I, I love that i love that part of the business is because you know it allows you to keep the ear to the ground but you know um every day it's about trying to add value but not being essential to operations mm -hmm. i heard that from chris blakesley yeah. at yeah. Green hustlers and it stuck with me like every day i think about that line you know? Yeah. But and that's why I also asked you for that recording because yeah, you know, yeah. I oh, wanted to yeah, watch right. it again. But, but yeah. also you guys also like no one's perfect. And like the best part about Supercolor is like if anything goes wrong, you're just like, hey, something happened. And they'll be like, we got you taken care of. No, no questions. I mean, you obviously don't want that happening all the time. But like us as printers, we mess up all the time too. Yeah. You're and hungry. You're, it's like the underdog. Uh, you know, feeling. Yeah. Well, it was, and again, Steve, that, that came about from the experiences that we were having. Right. Right. And there's this, um, our industry for whatever reason has a history of punishing the customer for doing things wrong. You gave us the wrong artwork. You did this wrong. You did that wrong. That's why it came out this way, you know? And I think that we want to get away from rules. We want to get away from punishment. We want to embrace the fact that, you know, this truly is a partnership. So let's make it happen together. It doesn't matter if it's your mistake or our mistake. We're just going to reprint it. Like, I mean, it's so much easier to live life that way because then you don't walk away and, yeah, you know, the and only thing that's lost is time. And we, uh, at ThreadX a couple of years ago, um, someone gave a talk and there was about like, you know, loyalty is built in resolution, you know? That's and cool. then, so it's like, if, <laughs> That's a hammer quote. yeah, loyalty is built in resolution and like companies that just take care of you when things go wrong, whether it's your fault or theirs or a communal fault, like we sent them the wrong transfers with the wrong size and probably the wrong color values. And they're just like yeah, like we're a partner here. We're going to help you guys out. Um, then you want to go back to them and keep going back to them. And that's why we buy from Amazon. I mean, right. Um, so I don't know. I think it's it's much more than a transfer for sure. What, what did you at Long Beach, did you mess around with the equipment that was there? Did you, did you think I anybody was good? I got was samples. Bad? Um, you know, so I, so shitty. Yeah, you know, you know. Wait, 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 wait. Can you, can you, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, I look. First of all, I, I mean, never, I'm sure you I never want to. I don't want to knock the hustle. Right. Like, that's like kind of like one of the main you have, things. Didn't you have people that wouldn't let you actually? I mean, they they wouldn't let me press. Are, I'm sure. They wouldn't let you press they at the show. They wouldn't let the press the tra They wouldn't let us press the sample. Was that because they knew it was you or? Um, I don't know. Anybody. You know, we had, we had other people, other customers that were floating around, you know, people okay. are curious. They want to compare, you know, obviously if they can get something cheaper or get something better, they're, you know, they're, they're always interested in seeing how it might affect their business. But I think that that, that was a pretty common thing. Um, look again, this is with a lot of the smaller vendors. Um, I think that there's a little bit of an un unknown there. Um, you know, when you're buying, um, when you're buying from a supplier, you know, you want to make sure that you know where the powder adhesive is coming from. 
and that it's been lab tested and it's safe to use. You want to know where the the PET film is coming from and it's safe to use. There's a lot of stuff that goes into making these products and some of them are coming from far and away places that you just don't know about. You know, and you all you have to do is go to the Facebook community chat boards and start looking at what some people are saying. And it's like, whoa, is it that serious? Sure. Um, I don't think it's necessarily, um, you know, at a point where, you know, some of the bigger players in the industry, I'm sure they're going to come in pretty soon, like Epson and, you know, maybe Mamaki. I don't know who else, you know, makes makes these printers, but... Um, the Epson print head is like the most common print head that that they're using to convert DTF machines. And I'm sure they're going to come with an out of the box machine that's 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 going to be, um, you know, better than anything that's out there right now. But at that point, you know, you'll start to see like the supply lines, um, you know, clean up where there's more accountability and reliability and those types of things. Yeah. Do you feel like your target audience or your target customers has changed over the years? Like, do you focus more on enterprise shops that are high volume? Because I know you, you spend a lot of time marketing to hobbyists and people just getting started. Like, mm. what's that breakdown, if you might, you know, yeah, be able to sure. share? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so because printing is in our DNA, um, Supercolor was made for printers. It was made for professional screen printers and embroidery shops. And um, it was made to solve a problem for them. So they account for, I don't know, around 55% of our business. Mm -hmm. And then um, 10 to 15% of our business is um, wholesale manufacturers, like people that are, you know, making garments and have their own um, printing on site. Or they're vertically integrated, so gotcha. to speak. And then the remaining is what we refer to as B2C. And the B2C can be di be divided up between, you know, the hustler entrepreneur that's running a business out of um, their home or the crafter that's doing it for the sheer joy of it. Mm -hmm. um, we're very strong in, in the professional print um, sector. And that continues to grow for us. And it's our bread and butter. And... Um, but, you know, the B2C market is is very promising because hmm. it just keeps growing, keeps growing. Um, you know, we want to grow the industry. And and when you look at that B2C, it's about um, it's about that passion for printing. Mm -hmm. It's about making, you know, uh, the younger generation fall in love with with heat transfer printing because yeah. it's so accessible. Like if you're, if you're a young kid, right, you're in high school and you want to get into printing garments. Yeah. You know, back in the day you would aspire to go and get, you know, a four color silver press or something. Yeah. Something Speed like that. Ball. Right. Like that, that's what you aspired to do, but mm -hmm. then you got to get the screens and then you got to figure out how you're going to burn them and do all of that other stuff. And there's a little bit of drama involved in doing all of that. Yeah. It's super cool. But what's super easy is getting a heat press, right? And you might be able to find one on Amazon for as low as 250 bucks. It'll get you in the game. It's probably not the best one, but for like five, six, $700, you start to get some better heat presses. Um, and um, and then all you need to do is get super color and you're, and you're on your way. We've got kids as young as 14 years old that are on our platform buying from us. Is there is there an, a crazy opportunity to integrate with like a michaels.com or something with... 
man, that all sounds amazing. I think that uh, ultimately, you know, the goal for us is because the the what's it the cry cut or cricket what, cricket, cricket yeah, it was, yeah they're coming out with their and 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 cricket PTF is is a machine is a huge company right and and they appeal to that demographic as well. I think ideally, um, but cricket doesn't grow with you. Right, Sorry, but like cricket. for this home, like I, it's B to C. I think of like these like hobbyists and and. Well, I think of know. like you look at like Ryanette's story, very much the same way. Like start with the hobby shop, start with the kits at home, grow, you know, selling, grow into buying a rock. I mean, it's kind of the same trajectory, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that's what you're you're changing that landscape is saying it's starting with transfers now. Do you see yourself ever selling like heat presses? I think anything is possible. Um, I think last year uh, was all about scaling. You know, there was, you know, we we grew really fast. Yeah, and, UK, and, yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, and um, here d- demand was so strong that you know when we first started out, we say you order today, we ship tomorrow, and we did. And then all of a sudden, it's like you order today, and we ship three days from now. Oh. And that, that, that's, that didn't sit well with us. And at that point we were air freighting in equipment, like on airplanes, just to scale up as fast as we could so that we didn't have to break our promise. And every time we'd add equipment, we'd grow more. And then we're like, whatever we just did wasn't enough. So we got to do more. And this goes back to that question of how much did you guys invest last year? So before we can start, you know, evaluating what our next, um, you know, sales opportunity is or where we're going to grow our revenue from. I think what we want to do is we want to make sure that we're continuing to supply Supercolor to all of our customers as fast as possible and making sure that that product is something that they can rely on and count on as a part of their business to help them grow and meet their customers' expectations. That's what it's all about. The other stuff, you know, we've got teams that are developing new transfers. We've got teams that are looking into uh, developing heat presses, and they do that stuff. I don't really worry about it too much. Yeah. <laughs> the DTF uh, heat transfer, great, the great showdown. It's pretty cool. It's pretty interesting. I mean, this will – I mean, think about when Digital Squeegee just first started coming out and then where it's at now, like – well, I think I think the I think the big thing. So when we first talked about this Long Beach, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like this this kind of like this is a little worrisome for how quickly that came into the show. I actually think though now it is like we were talking about earlier in and conversation where it's mm-hmm. like it's like when it was before it was constant DTG for screen printing, constant conversations, and it's like it's it's not one or the other it's yeah. it's a different complement to the business or some businesses are pure dtg and they excel at that and they're great at it right yeah but it's Pick definitely like a, a it's a comp, it's a different type of thing for for a, yeah. a different solution rum do you think this wipes out the dtg market see i like i don't believe in absolutes mm-hmm. you know i don't i don't think that um could it significantly threaten well, it? Well, it could, but like, think of it this way, right? Like one thing that Supercolor doesn't print well is fadeaways. Like, like fade gradients. to zero. Like, yeah. yeah. Like we can Half do tones. Yeah, we've, we've, we've got a trap in the artwork, mm-hmm. right? And that's with all transfers. It's going to get harder and harder to do that sort of effect. And DTG does it like excellent. It's great at it, right? And I think that also like, 
technologies will continue to develop. They'll continue to get better. Um, but I, I couldn't tell you, I, I don't, I don't have a prediction I th- I on what's com- going to happen to the it. The commitment that Supercolors made is like, we're going to adapt and grow and continue to learn. And that might mean 10 years from now, your technology is completely different. You know, we have to be willing to change all the time. Yeah. Do you think selling equipment though is a distraction? I, I feel like it's so much, you've invested so much into, you know, this line of business and being really great at it and going yeah. for the top dogs in the transfer space. So Rob, miss, my print we, heads are clogged. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. Here's <laughs> my, mean, here's it, my it, cell phone number. It, it could a be call. a good opportunity. Right. But it's like, it's like us when we think about, um, you know, we went into e-commerce, but then it's like, okay, this is, should we go into education? So we go into the, all these other neighboring yeah. verticals or even industries. Yeah. Just, just to clarify, I don't, we don't want, I don't think we want to sell DTF machines. Mm -hmm. I think we would make a DTF transfer, but I don't think we're probably not going to want to make DTF machines. I mean, don't hold me to it. I can't predict the future, but, um, you know, we're a service before we're a manufacturer of, of equipment. And I got to imagine, you know, roughly what the revenue is of competitors. So you say, look, there's a lot of space still here. We want to add value to whatever it is that a business or a person is doing um, through a service. And I think that that's where we're going to continue to focus. So let's let's talk a little bit about Beyond Supercolor because once I learned about Supercolor, I got into DecoPress. So do you, know about, secret. do you know about DecoPress, Bruce? <laughs> I was there. Um, which has changed our business too. Yeah. Tell us about the like – did you get into DecoPress after Supercolor? How are the two? Yeah. Tell us about that relationship. Well, I haven't had a chance to talk about this in a long time. Really? So, yeah. Am I still it's an like, only customer? Yeah, lots no, of people I mean, that buy DecoPress. The, no, there's there's quite a few, but, you know, just in terms of telling the story. So, um, you know, just taking it back um, a little bit, I, I've, I've only been in this industry for six years, right? I If that. Because you were DJ Rum? Pretty much DJ Only One Rum, yeah. DJ Only One yeah. Rum. Um, <laughs> MySpace. Uh, yeah. Do you have a MySpace? Basically, I had a MySpace way okay. back then. But um, but I was in, um, you know, uh, real estate. And um, I, I was coming off like a pretty bad loss um, on an investment. And I was at home. In real estate? In real estate, yeah. In, 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 in California in real estate? In, no, it was in New Mexico of all places. Oh. Can you talk about what that was? Yeah, it was um, basically, um, you know, for many years, um, started out doing like commercial loans and then got into multi-family apartment buildings. And then one day decided um, that it would be a great idea to own a hotel. Not realizing that a hotel is a 24 hour business seven days a week and it never shuts down as opposed to just collecting rent from people and maintaining their apartments and that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, so that didn't go very well. <laughs> was this the super eight? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty um, good. That was, that was really good. good. Yeah. I'll give that one to you. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, yeah, just kind of came, took the L came home, um, I did meet my wife out in New Mexico. Oh, so, cool. you know, that was um, a win. yeah, that was a win. And I always tell her that, you know, it only cost me all the money that I lost. You know? <laughs> but anyways, um, but when I came back, a friend of mine, um, he, he reached out to me, he was starting a new business and he said, Hey, listen, um, you know, I'm leaving this company. I'm going to be starting my own heat transfer printing business. And I want you to come join me in this business. And at first I was like, okay, you know, sounds interesting. Let me learn more. I didn't know anything about what a heat transfer was, but you know, forward, uh, you know, a a year later we're in this business and 
Um, unfortunately, that friend he he had to he got out of the business. There were some issues with his previous company. He took a buyout, and then he left. and And it was myself and Marcello, and we basically um, were running a heat transfer company. And he he knew how to print them, but I didn't know anything about them at all. And I had to learn. And those next two years were brutal. I mean, we lost so much money. I can't even tell you. Um, and it it was just a sh it was just a surprise that we were able to stay alive that long. But that was like the genesis of of, of Deco Press. Huh. And we were making emblems and patches and those those um, those types of products. But really, what if I was to look back and think about it, what we were really passionate about was heat applied products. We knew that we wanted to make stuff that people could apply with a heat press. And so, um, yeah, so we make these really cool, um, you know, labels that are, are four color processed, dye sublimated, printed. They come with, um, you know, we can put like an embroidered satin border on them. Um, we do leatherette emblems and we do um, suede and we've got some really uh, interesting products that are coming coming out down the line but it it perfectly complements supercolor because again they're heat applied products that can also be sewn down um you but, order them yeah we do patches um for hats and that's awesome yeah so while while we were while we were doing that while um marcello and i were doing that that's when we met mike and we met mike through um a supplier of our uh, of ours in china he introduced us um, to each other and and um, yeah, that's when he wa he walked in and um, he had, he had already made Supercolor with our partner Bill in New Zealand and um, Marcello and I were over here, you know, trying to do the same thing with much inferior equipment, like totally, like not the same level. And we we're like, oh yeah, we're we're pretty close, you know, we're trying to do this, but. You know, we're like a couple millimeters off in registration, which is everything in this industry. And he's like, well, hey, look, this is this is what we've done. What are we going to do? And we hit it off and, and the rest is history. You know, that's how Supercolor came to came to America. And um, so then we 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 were um, selling um, or offering these emblems and labels and patches and Supercolor um, for about a year and then. Um, next door to Deco Press, we we took over um, the lease uh, of, of a subtenant that we had in there, and that's when we put in Supercolor and we started printing there. So they're all housed under one. So Deco room. Press was actually almost before Supercolor. Yeah, it was huh. technically, but it was under a different name, and um, and now it's um, it's kind of like the next frontier for us in terms of what we want to bring to the table and and how we help. Um, you know, our, our customers on their journey. How are you doing business-wise or just like personal? Like yeah, like how do you growth? handle this all? I can barely, <laughs> I got to outsource fulfillment and like return DT, my DTF. You know, what do you all got? that aside and, and like. Yeah, like how do you keep it all? I know you're going to Mexico for four days. Is that. Like my first trip in I don't know how long. Really? My family, yeah. Um, you know, I've got a two-year-old. I got a four-year-old. Okay. My wife is amazing. Yeah. You know, she she definitely is really, really supportive. Is she in the business too or? No, no. She, she She's just recently, she's trans transitioning jobs right now got it. in the energy sector for a while um totally different business I, I would tell you this that like you know we've got a great team here um really supportive um and uh you know i think that we now uh, at 
you know, we have over a hundred employees. I think the last time I checked, there's wow. 110 people that work for Supercolor. Mm. Um, Deco Press. Has is that worldwide or here in the States? That's just here in the States. So a hundred employees. We, I think we, I think total, we'd be really close to 200 worldwide. So then like, what's your leadership team look like? Obviously, you know, Mike's there, but like, yeah. How, I mean, you had to build out infrastructure. Do you have help to do that? Yeah. And like, also that was the great political answer, but like, <laughs> the, I'm, you know, like, yeah, like, oh man, I'm a man. It's, it's just I'm like, crazy. A, I feel know, like it's like, a shit show a lot of the time for everybody for, internally uh, in their business, but these that. are all their business owners right. obviously watching. I, so I'm going to, I'm going to be honest. I love the hustle, right? I'm a bit of an addict mm -hmm. and, and I love, I love to work. And, um, I get excited every day to do this yeah. because it's, it's a really exciting gig. And, um, you know, I, I, I wake up in the morning. I like to get my exercise in, come back, you know, have breakfast with my kids. Um, and then I'm off to work and then I come home and then I hang out with them and then they go to bed and then I'm, I'm working again. And it's pretty much what like most entrepreneurs are doing. And um, you just try to get in whatever you can, whenever you can. And the rest of the time you're on the grind. I just, I, I, I'm just picturing myself managing an Atlanta facility from Los Angeles with physical goods. Like we're our software Bruce company, so software. it's a little different, right? <laughs> but like, and then there's UK and then there's the other building here. Yeah. You're a software guy. I mean, but, the, but like people wise, like yeah. shifts, I'm not showing you know up today. I'm not, you know, this and then, well, you know, I think, I think, okay. So structure, structure like, yeah, that that's was... crazy. Structure is really important. You know, um, we, 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 we definitely learning a lot on the job. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes you make some decisions and you, um, you pay the price, but you better learn from them because you can't make the same mistake twice. Right. Especially when our competitors are as big as they are and as good as they are, you know? And so, um, we, we have a, we have a good plant structure now with plant managers and then production managers. And is it a bit of a playbook that you roll out now? now? Yeah, there is, there is definitely a playbook now. And, um, we have director level positions. So like we have a director of people and culture, some other um, people might call that HR, but for us, it's director of people and culture, Erica Taylor. Um, and, um, and, uh, you know, we've got director of marketing and so we're filling, we're filling all those, um, positions up with, uh, some really great people. I think, um, uh, last year you'd find me in the factory, you know, like if there was a, when, when COVID broke out, I was making screens, you know, first time around in August, like I was literally taping screens and I, I don't trust me. You guys don't want me taping screens. Okay? <laughs> yeah. You don't want me printing. If anybody got any bad transfers in August, you can blame me. It's probably my fault. Rome at supercolor.com. Yeah. I, I mean, when COVID broke, I was printing and you know, one arm's longer than the other. It's not really my fault, but like I messed yeah, up so much I stuff. Yeah. Um, but um, glad we share that. You know, um, now it's, now it's about like trying to like, like what we said earlier, add value, but not be essential to the process. And we, you know, we, Mike and I work with a business strategy coach who kind of like he, he mentors us and, you know, like, um, we learn about the things that we don't know about cause we're entrepreneurs. And, um, and then, uh, we learn how to, you know, build teams out, build processes out. It's like, kind of like going to MBA school. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's big. We just had a, a mentor coach just on the episode too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I think one of the things that he told me um, last year was he's like, look, you can only have like seven or eight people that report to you. Everybody can't have access to you and everybody can't call you when there when there's a problem. And as much as I, I love being that guy, I love being connected to everybody, you know, um, got to turn slack off. Yeah. Like it just was like it was um, it was hurting the company because I wasn't focused on all the right things all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, that comes with experience and 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 and, you know, just kind of learning on the job and not being available. Like you have to force yourself to not be available. I yeah. mean, and that's a hard thing because you keep looking at the business. And you're like, oh, I could just fix that or I could just fix that. Having the time to think. Yeah. Is like so underrated. Yeah, I'm stare at the wall. <laughs> so, um, you know, you learn to appreciate different things um, as you go on your journey as a, as a business person or as an entrepreneur. And um, things that were really, really hard become easy and not as challenging and things that you've never experienced before or you don't know how to do they're they're very scary and they seem like oh man how am i ever going to do that but uh you know the hustler inside never wants to lose that's true this is good stuff yeah. the hustler inside never wants to lose super hustle run wally everybody from super color thank you so much for having us oh, in man. your in your beautiful this was great. spot mr steven fair got a campus inc i'm bruce from Printavo. thank you guys so much for listening we'll see you guys in the next episode sweet